Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sin of the world. This is, of course, a line from the Mass, and you see where the Mass took it. They took it from the Gospel, from the words of John the Baptist. And it's worth reflecting upon what John the Baptist meant when he said, Behold the Lamb of God. And it's worth reflecting upon why we place that line where we do within the most holy sacrifice of the Mass. To do so, you kind of have to understand and trace the notion of a lamb throughout sacred scripture. Lambs were animals which were commonly sacrificed. They were offered. So you see the lamb in Genesis, in the story of Abraham and Isaac, a well-known story. Abraham takes Isaac, his son, and they go up Mount Moriah. And Abraham is going to sacrifice Isaac to God out of obedience, out of faith. And we often picture Isaac as a young man or as a child, and in fact, he wasn't. Both the rabbinic tradition and a study of the text will show that Isaac's actually a grown man. He's probably late 20s, early 30s, and yet he goes up with Abraham. Out of obedience to his father, he's going to allow himself to be sacrificed. And so what Abraham does is he puts the wood upon which the burnt offering, Isaac, will be offered upon the back of Isaac, and Isaac carries it up the mountain. And then, of course, God steps in, and he says, no, no, I don't want human sacrifice. It was a test of faith. And then Isaac has the great line where he says, what is going to be sacrificed? And Abraham says, the Lord himself will provide the lamb. And then they find a ram, and they sacrifice the ram to God. You also see a lamb mentioned in the book of Exodus when Israel is about to leave Egypt, when God is going to deliver them from Egypt, they are told to take the blood of an unblemished lamb and sprinkle it above their doorposts. And then when the angel of God passes through and kills the Egyptians, it will know not to touch the Israelis. They will be saved through the blood of the lamb. And then Israel will eat the Passover meal, which will include eating, feasting upon that very lamb. Then in Isaiah, when Isaiah talks about what is called the suffering servant, Isaiah prophesies this Messiah who will be this powerful government figure, but who is also going to suffer. God is going to place the sins of his people upon this servant. And Isaiah describes him as a lamb led to slaughter. And so when John says, behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world and points to Christ, he's saying that all of these Old Testament images and actions are a, -shadow, a foreshadow, a prefigurement of Jesus Christ. Christ is a fulfillment of all of these Old Testament ram the lambs. Like Isaac, Christ out of obedience to his father goes up to be sacrificed. Like Isaac, Christ carries the wood for the sacrifice upon his back, the wood of the cross upon which he will, he will offer himself. And then Christ, by offering himself, fulfills those great words of Abraham, the Lord himself will provide the lamb. The second person of the Trinity offers himself as the lamb of God par excellence. In, in relation to Exodus, the New Testament writers often talk about how those who are baptized have been washed in the blood of the Lamb, saved through the blood of the Lamb. They are referring back to the blood of Christ, upon which we're sort of washed, united to, 
The blood which he shed on Mount Calvary on Good Friday is applied to us in baptism, and that recalls the Exodus, where just as Israel was saved through the blood of the Lamb, so now we are saved from sin and death through the blood of Christ. God brought Israel out of Egypt, out of slavery in Egypt, and now he brings us out of slavery to sin and death. And then finally, the suffering servant, Christ bears our sins in his body, and like a lamb led to slaughter, he is obedient to his father. He says, my food is to do the will of my father, and he offers himself up. This is also why in the crucifixion narrative of John, John makes these two little comments, which seem unimportant, but they're actually extraordinarily important. John mentions that Christ is crucified at the same time that the Paschal lambs were being killed in the temple. John is drawing this parallel. He's saying, no, Christ is the true Paschal lamb. Christ is the one who redeems us. And then John also mentions that when Christ is upon the cross, his bones are not broken. That is because back in the day, the Paschal lamb, which you would eat every year on Passover, you would not break its bones. So John is drawing these parallels. So all of that is running through John the Baptist's head when he says, behold the lamb of God. This is the one who will free us from sin and by whose blood we will be redeemed. And then the reason we put the line where we do in mass, if you think about it, it's after the Eucharistic prayer, it's after the Our Father, Jesus Christ is now present among us. And in the book of Revelation, there is this image of a lamb, the lamb of God seated upon the throne, surrounded by saints and angels dressed in white who have been washed in the blood of the lamb. So when I hold up Jesus after the Eucharistic prayer and say, behold the lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world, I'm recalling all the Old Testament imagery and I'm also pointing to the book of Revelation. What the angels and the saints do in heaven, we should do at mass. They all fall down in adoration before Jesus in heaven. We all fall down in adoration before him present in the host. So again, the mass pointing to our ultimate end. I think the reason also why God has us sort of recall these words at every mass is because God knows that we're human and we get distracted and we get forgetful. So he used to make Israel celebrate the Passover meal every year because every year he wanted Israel to remember what God, what God had done for them, that he had delivered them out of Egypt and they would give thanks to him and they would recognize their dignity. Every time at mass we say the Lamb of God, we should recall that in Christ we have been forgiven. In Christ we have been washed, we have been sanctified, we've been made a child of God, we now have a certain undeniable dignity which no one can ever take from us. And we should also point ourselves towards heaven. Ultimately, we come to mass to adore the Lord because someday we want to be in the kingdom of heaven, adoring the Lord for all eternity. So it reminds us what we are, where we've come from, where God has brought us from, and also where we should direct ourselves.